This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, as we preview a uh, a fun weekend on paper in Minnesota sports, and we have a coach that was fired today. We got we got all sorts of things going on. Pat, tell us before we dive in here about your friends, the uh, the Valley Auto Group. Uh, Valley Auto Group, uh, Jim Paul, Brett Paul, uh, the whole crew out there, Apple Valley and Hastings Buick GMC. I have bought at least my last five uh, new cars from uh, Jim Paul's Valley Group and uh, also sent friends, bought a truck for a relative out there, uh, bought my used car that I took to Florida, that uh, wonderful uh, Toyota convertible that I had down in Florida that I uh, had for years. And uh, they it's just real easy to make a deal with those fellas. They're not going to try to, uh, you know, do any, uh, you know, they don't, they don't give you the old soft shoe, as they say, they give you a good <laughs> price and they give you great service and uh, great automobiles. And uh, as I've been saying, I'm going to have to get a new, uh, new car too, because uh, I'm driving the convertible now that I got out there, the 2019 convertible. But my granddaughter has told me that she is taking over the convertible. Oh, wow. yeah, you can't fight that. Yeah. So then I'm going to have to, then I'll go make another, a uh, nice deal with Brett and Jim Paul out at Valley Group GMC Dealers. Uh, go out there. Yeah, you can get it done in a day, in an hour with these fellas, because uh, these people out there, because you, you know you're going to get a good deal and a good car and good service, and you can call up and say, okay, I'm having this little problem, and they'll get it fixed almost immediately. So Jim Paul and Brett Paul, Valley Group, GMC dealers. There's uh, there's one in Apple Valley right out at the end of Cedar Road there, Cedar Avenue there where I go. There's also one in Hastings. So check All these right. guys out. They're uh, they're straight shooters. All right. Hey, uh, Viking. Let's let's go Vikings Chiefs here first. So do do you have any sort of vibe yeah, of I, optimism surrounding this game, Pat? Yeah, I think they'll show up and play their best game of the year, don't you? It's isn't it's a sunny night game. Let's, you know, I, I heard somebody breaking down the Chiefs uh, yesterday uh, in the local market, and nobody mentioned the fact that, except for Kelsey, he's got the worst collection of receivers in the NFL. He, yeah. he, he, you got three. His best receiver would be the fourth or fifth receiver that this guy's, that Kirk Cousins is throwing to. You give, give Patrick Mahomes, Jefferson, and the new kid, and even K, and even Osborne, and you know they'd be 
they make you that trade and throw out Jefferson, they'd still make you the trade. He's got, we saw him on opening night when they got beat. He had the biggest collection of clowns out there running around. <laughs> and then he, then his big receivers, the guy from Green Bay, uh, who only drops about half of them, right? He's, uh, you know, he was, he drove Aaron Rodgers crazy. This guy has got the ability to have driven two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Nuts. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, and uh, now uh, Patrick Mahomes, who is probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Patrick in a, fi- a, fi- a six-year, it's, it's the best six yeah, years. It's the best six years of quarterback play we've ever yeah. seen, right? Yeah. Now, they're playing more games, you know, 17 games instead of 14 like they used to play, and then 16. But, uh, yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's the best ever. And you know what they did? They didn't play him the first year. They didn't have yeah. Bryce Young out there looking like a jackass. <laughs> they let him. They let him let somebody else play the first year, and uh, that that helped him a lot. And he's got the. I think he's got probably the greatest uh, quarterback guru of all time, and Andy Reid, at least the great play caller, and a, a fantastic relationship between uh, him and uh, Mahomes. I mean, he gives. He gives Mahomes all the freedom, and, and I think it's like Andy has two plays for him every week that gets everybody fired up. Huh? Okay, that one, you know, something that something that the high school coaches used to draw in the dirt or something. But yeah, it'll be a good game. You just, I don't think Flores, and I've said this, I don't think you can go at him with um, eight guys like you tried to do with, uh, you know, with, with you successfully did with Bryce Young last week. Uh, because he'll just step away from him and make some plays. You can blitz him some, mm-hmm. but you can't blitz him like you did last week. But I think it'll be a uh, – I think the Vikings will score in the high 20s. Is that going to be enough? That could be enough. I, I don't think they can beat them. They, I think they'll probably play their best game of the year. If they win, they're, it's, making, they're probably not making, winning like 21 to 17. You know, they'd have, they're going to have no, to win no. a shootout, right? No, yeah, they are. And uh, they're going to make uh, – looks like you're going to change both guards, huh? They're going to um, – this week. Uh, the Cleveland too is that uh, they were. Are they going to move? Are they going to move Cleveland to to right and Reisner? No, it sounded like what's the other guy? Brandell, Brandell, the guy they had last oh, year. Oh, Brand. No, no, I think uh, Blake Brandell. He was throwing his nickname in when talking about Reisner. Um, okay. A couple of days ago, I think that was coach speak for. I'm, I'm going to avoid talking about one player. Cleveland though uh, was uh, was was he a little banged up this week or something? Because they apparently they had those two guys with the first team for a, a practice at least. I don't know what was going on, but uh, yeah, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna change for sure. They're gonna change Reisner. Although, did I see some quotes that uh, they felt they felt Ed Ingram actually had a very good game last week? A pretty he good wasn't game terrible. Yeah, he's been one, pretty so. good as a run blocker too. He's, yeah, he's been better. Yeah. Yeah, Bradbury will be so, back this week too, most likely. He was a full participant, so sounds like he'll be back under center for mm-hmm. the bikes too. Yeah, well, well, it'll be a fun. It'll be a fun night. Uh, uh, the uh, Twins are opening up Target Field to let the fans in, which I think is a. Uh, I don't think it's a perfectly timed day to uh, do that on Sunday. Certainly Saturday, it will be interesting to see if anybody shows up, but you're also going against the Gophers in Michigan. And then this is a bad weekend to say, you know, our team is so damn popular that we got to have the 
Target Center open, uh, Target Field open to have people looking at it on the big screen. I think most people are going to stay home and watch the Twins and then watch a football game afterwards. And maybe if it's the eighth inning and the football game starting, they'll check back in with you and go to the football game. So uh, that, that it, it's still in still deep in their heart. They're more concerned about the Vikings, and they, there'll be a lot of people fired up about going. Yeah. But if you're the Twins and you can get three thousand, five thousand people in buying some, I'm assuming that we're going to have some concessions, concessions open, right? We can buy open. a couple beers. I think if you're going to invite the people in, you should say, and we're going to have night since we haven't won a playoff series since 2002, and we just did, we're going to have 2002 concession prices. Yes. Why don't they do that? If they do that, then maybe they'll get some people there. In other words, we're going to charge us seven bucks for a beer, and we're going to have some vendors walking through the, the stands instead yes. of uh, $14 for a beer. Let me be your marketer. We can get some people there. Love but Ni- yeah. 1991 beer, Patrick. Those yeah. prices at the Metrodome. Uh, we, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't go that far, but we can go back to 2002. Of course, if you only had the 2002 food options, it'd be a little oh, reduced too. So. Is uh, anyway, is is yeah, Wally the, is Wally weekend, the beer though. man still alive? I think Wally's still alive, still alive. but they did. I, I don't let's think have he, let's have Wally the beer man go. I mean, yeah, been, where did he go? Then he had, didn't he like give a beer Sneaky to a youngster oh, one time? A, he made a bunch of he'd been be at Saints games and he made a bunch of promotional appearances. But mm-hmm. Wally's not a young man anymore, so I don't oh. know if he. I you don't know what, what though. He is. You know what? That poor guy, he's going through the stands for how many years? And some kid, some youngsters schnooker him, and all of a sudden, he's persona non grata at Target Field. Never. That was one of the funniest stories ever when they got, when when he got, what, they got suspended for two weeks because he sold to an under, they had some jackass cop in there trying to find out, you know, undercover (laughs) guy trying to find out if they could buy a beer from the vendor underage. And Wally says, he has never knowingly sold, and every only only when he saw the idea, I must add fifty people emailed me. He said, "Yeah, I was sixteen. I bought my first beer from Wally." Jeez, <laughs> poor <laughs> Wally. And you know, vendors kids—they're busy. They can't be expected to check IDs and stuff. But no, that is—I really think that is. Uh, I wonder, are we one of the few clubs that? doesn't use vendors anymore or is that become the norm COVID kind of way yep they don't go up and down steps anymore that hasn't happened in in 2021 at all yeah i know i know know in a twins game i I just wondered if it's that way nationally i was at i was at the twins reds game at the great american ballpark they did not that was like a month ago they did not have so that's they didn't have vendors either no no but think about think about now like you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, we didn't think anything of it. But now it's kind of weird that if you're Wally right. the Beer Man, you come down and there's someone 10 seats in the middle that says, I want a beer, right? Yes. And you then and then you pass your cash <laughs> down. Was it weird? And it was then they pass the beer down. It's like you and can they, be you can be vouching for a 12-year-old, you know? Yeah, just and pass they, it down. And <laughs> pour them. Yeah, it was a great tradition, though. Well, it was, it was, you know what it did? It brought us together. It was a, yes. it was a, you know, we were, you know, black, white, uh, Asian. We were all together passing the beer, all back touching the same cup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All, Do you yeah. guys recall though, in the Metrodome days, it was that disgusting. It was those disgusting little cups with cellophane on top of the beer. Oh, yeah. 
Like, like we have oh, come yeah. so far. Like in the seventies, it was bottles of beer poured into yeah. cups, which was awesome. Yes. The Metrodome yes. was literally a tray full of warm beers, yes. <laughs> with cellophane yeah. on the top of them. Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, that was it. And humping those steps at the Metrodome was a pain. <laughs> if you were upstairs humping those steps at the yes. Metrodome, man, you were in trouble. With they the were, beer too, the like think about how heavy the beer. If you if you if you're yeah. the popcorn guy, it's not that heavy, right? No, but if you're the no. beer guy, that the big metal hot dog. The, the beer guys too. made the money because a, if you're selling mom and dad and the kid a coke and a popcorn, they're gonna give you a quarter. If you go if it goes down the beer and the, the beer's uh, you know seventeen bucks or two beers or three beers or whatever it is, they're gonna say give you 20 and keep yep, the change, right yeah. you know yeah. i mean here the tipping was a tipping was a lot better but yeah it's uh you know what how many people do we have how many recorded instances of of people dying because of germs they picked up at a ball game how the hell you know i think it also it probably made our systems more immune to, uh, you know, it barely made our systems more immune to germs, yes, too. It did. Yeah. I feel like, too, if you're one of those yes. vendors, I'm just putting my uh, my entrepreneur hat on here. It'd be pretty easy to skim money, right? So, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. yeah I sold a bunch of beers. Here's a pile of cash. Yeah, I yeah, keep 10%. Right. No one knows, you know? Especially back in the day when Jimmy Robertson was running the opera. Ah, keep it. That looks good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, which brings him and Smokey T. Wall probably let you had pretty good, uh, you know, that, that crew of concession people that they had back in the old ballpark was incredible. Yeah. But By they, the had way, like, they had five products too, so they didn't have to keep track of a lot of stuff. You know? Right. I did do a Google search for Wally the Beer Man here, and the last, the last big thing that pops up is from it's from uh, February 3rd, 2020, so before the pandemic. Okay. Wally the Beer Man hosts a pre-Super Bowl party, and it's a picture of it's a picture of Wally wearing a Wally the Beer Man hat, eating a dome dog, and holding a beer and Cracker Jacks at some like Super Bowl party. <laughs> really good, yes. yeah. Well, Wally made a lot of appearances like that after he, uh, you know, after they. Uns- I don't think he. Did he ever come back from his suspension? I, no, I no. He, he was at Sneaky Pete's for it. a long time. Yeah, he was, they, he was the, like the main attraction at a Sneaky Pete's if you wanted to go. Okay, get, had a lot more right. fun than the ballpark. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, anyway, yeah, we missed the we missed the vendors. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So, so all right. Well, what, uh, what's going to happen? Are they going <laughs> to they going to beat the Astros? Boy, you know, uh, one thing I didn't realize is Michael Brantley's back. Uh, you know, he played some at the end of the season. He's a and he's going to hit about seventh for him. Uh, that, that lineup is, I mean, McCormick's ended up having a, you kind of saw him as an out uh, earlier this year, and he's having a pretty good year. And uh, it's a pretty good lineup right now if they're healthy. So it's going to be, it's not going to be, uh, you know, you're not going to have uh, Biggio, Biggio hitting fourth. That's in the lineup like they had uh, here. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty good lineup. But, I, I mean, Verlander's starting Saturday. He don't scare you as like he used to, you know, even last year. Uh, Alvarez, you hope you get the bad Alvarez instead of the good one because if he's throwing strikes, you're in trouble. But the other night I watched him and he was all over the place and throwing, you know, 25 pitches in any. So it, it, it depends, but they're not unbeatable. I, I think, he, he, as you said, though, you, you just said that the Vikings aren't going to beat any 
beat this team 21 to 17. They aren't going to beat this team uh, uh, two to nothing and three to one. <laughs> you're yeah. going to, uh, you're going to have to get five runs a game to beat them. And I, I don't know if they can or not. Uh, the bullpen is, they got a couple of hard throwers in front of Presley, but I, I, I'd take the bite twin, the twins bullpen over, over their bullpen. But uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're what? Uh, 160 to win a hundred Houston is an eight to five favorites. They I got a so, chance. No. They got a chance. If they, uh, they keep making plays in the field like they did. Uh, we got to get rice out of his rice out of his slump though. He hasn't had a hit since Tuesday. Come on, let's go here. <laughs> but, uh, I, I know it'll be fun. It'll be good. I, I, I don't think what time we kick it off, uh, Saturday three something again. Yeah. 345 like on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. And by the way, you can hear the game on 1500 ESPN radio. Yeah. Okay. Who's calling ESPN. for me? ESPN. Uh, I'll get that for you, Judd. I'll get that okay. for you. Okay. I'd just mm-hmm. like to know who's calling the game. I mean, that, that's that's yeah. really. Like I'm not sure why you had to ask that specific of a question after I just promoted the game, but that's fine. <laughs> that is very, very curious. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they, uh, they have asked me to go to uh, Target Field and talk to a few of the fans and then maybe uh, wander over to a bar or something and then write some kind of a reaction thing so poor old man has to go humping around downtown but that's uh that's okay you know it'll be uh it'll be it, festive it, yes and uh hey i just looked outside our par our poor friday night high school football players are they gonna get wet again it's raining again what the yeah, hell last, rain and last chilly. week it's was football uh, weather. what do you mean Last week was an interesting Friday. Half these games ended up getting stopped at halftime at lightning, lightning and stuff. And I saw Crete and Hastings finish at midnight. Uh, they had a, a two-hour delay and a bunch of them. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. We had that great drought. Now, now uh, what the, what's going on? We're getting too much rain. Yeah, fall. I like drought. I like drought. Change great. seasons, Patrick. Yeah. Hey, uh, but before you go... Dick Butkus died. Okay, so like yes. first of all, we are we are losing some of the greats in sports at a rapid rate now. But um, what what do you recall about watching Butkus, who was I think <laughs> a first round pick in '65 by the Bears? Well, uh, you got him and Sayers back to back, right? And, yeah. uh, one draft. one year and the other in the draft that was pretty amazing. He was he was a monster. He was a Chicago boy too, right? Didn't he? I yep. think he grew up in Chicago and went to Illinois. And uh, he, he, I mean, look at him. It's Chicago. It's I mean, you you look at him, and that's 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 Chicago right there. It's uh, their their love for that guy. I mean, he's, he could have been in the George Wentz skit on uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live, and uh, you know, with the in there talking with the, the boys that's, that's Chicago. I mean, the South side of Chicago, Rich Del Basics bar, where you had to stick your head in the window to get in the place. They wanted to make sure you were out in the South side of Chicago and they, they had, had to sit. They're going to let you in or not. And that, you know, that was it. He was, he was from, he was the South side of Chicago, but he was, you know, in, in that style of football back then when the middle linebacker just had that, few yards to cover in the middle and stop I mean he was a monster he was he was fantastic there's no doubt about it and uh he he you know if you if you want a picture of the Chicago Bears of at least my youth and a lot of people's it, it's just take a picture of Dick Butkus that's uh that's that that's it he's uh you know they want to 
they won a championship with Billy Wade as a quarterback. Billy Wade does, uh, you know, he, Tanner Martin Morgan just got signed by the Vikings to take some snaps or something. Tanner Morgan would have looked like uh, the world looked like Mahomes in comparison to Billy Wade, but he won a national, he won a NFL title with that team by handing off, you know, and just yeah. smacking the hell out of people and holding them down. And uh, yeah, he was uh, he was he was Chicago. That's for sure. A great player too. Yeah, he was also. I it, feel like like when NFL films really started picking up steam, he was yes. one of the he was one of the original like figurehead players of NFL well, films, right? The, kind of the originator of that whole thing, the NFL films and everything, was the world of Sam Huff, which was a you know he was the New York Giants version of Butkus. You know, the, the same guy. They could have, it could have been the world of Dick Butkus. And uh, it, it, it would have been the same thing. But those were the linebackers of that day, Bill George and uh, and him. And, uh, you know, the, just the guy in the middle that uh, just, you know, for the Vikings, it was Lonnie Warwick at the, originally and then Sudwell and uh, but be Jeff Seaman. And Seaman was kind of a, Seaman was actually an athlete <laughs> instead of just, some brawler growler who knocked the hell out of you but uh it's uh it's the it, he is the nfl of old and uh i don't i've been in a group when he was doing interviews i never did a one-on-one with him so but he seemed to be he, he became a a, he became a comedic actor after his career was over he was on like sitcoms and saturday morning shows yeah. and he became this kind of soft figure on tv in the in the 90s one of the great uh, interviews I ever did, and I've told you guys about it, was when I stopped to see the old man. Uh, George had been Dallas. had been moved out. You know, he wasn't running the team anymore. He was owner, owned it, but he wasn't running the team. And he still kept his little ticket office downtown on State Street upstairs. You walked up these steps, and he had his ticket guy in there, and he had like 200 customers from the old days would come every week and get their tickets from George for the game. And that was, you know, they, they kept that office open and he was this grumpy, ornery old guy. And the day I was with him, he was the greatest guy in the world. I was in there for three hours. He was padding around, bringing out, bringing out, um, you know, albums and books and old photos and uh, talk to him. I, I was, I'd flown in from Anaheim on a red eye and I was damn near falling asleep talking to him. And I flew home that night and tried to write it Saturday morning, but uh, God, it was, a, you know, I thought I'd be in and out doing an hour. I was in there for three hours. He was great. But yeah. telling stories about all those guys, you know? Yeah. And you know that, that... As, a, as a kid, uh, before the NFL got to, had their national TV packages. They had regional TV packages. And we, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, got Bears games. So we up here in the Twin Cities, they were watching the Packers, but we got the Bears games every week with the boring Red Grange doing the play-by-play and his boring George Connor as his as his color man and the boring bears. <laughs> and it was just, it was the most black and white football team of all it's black and white and Papa Bear with his glasses snarling on the sidelines and 
what if came along there during that era too. So, well, what's am- yeah. what's amazing is as you mentioned uh, the championship they won in '63 with with Wade as their quarterback. So Dick Buckus came around a year or two after that, and th- I didn't yeah. know this until I looked it up. Dick Buckus never played in a playoff game. Really? Never played wow. in a playoff game. Yeah. Well, how many years? He must have played 15, didn't he? He played it. Well, so he, he retired when he was like 30, 31. So he played, oh, really? he played like, he played from 65 through 73 or 74. Okay. Oh, so he played, awesome. he played a decade and that was it. Huh. And they, and they, they only had two seasons where they finished above 500, but they never, they never won the division, never, never made the playoffs with one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, I did not realize that he had never played in a playoff game, but, uh, how about the Bears last night, by the way? They're back. Uh, they killed them. They, Ron Rivera's uh, done. I know. Justin Fields and Fields look good. I, I didn't that's, watch that's a lot two of weeks, That's two weeks where the Bears, if you take away, you know, like the three touchdown blown lead against the Broncos, yeah. but they're actually coming to life a little bit here. Just in time for the Vikings in there. I was going to say, don't lose tonight. By, don't lose this weekend, Vikings, because... Those bears will be snarling. They'll be, they're gonna they're gonna come back home and they're gonna certainly have some ceremony honoring Ditkus, Butkus, I mean, and uh, maybe Ditka to show up for it. And uh, they'll uh, they're they're gonna be uh, they you know they looked pretty good last night. So I in the bits and pieces I watched and the highlights I watched. So and Fields, what happens if Fields turns out to be good? And they still got it. If they still got one of the top two, three draft choices, are they gonna? They're gonna have to. They'll probably trade them, huh? Trade I think they'll not. probably if if they have a shot at Caleb Williams. I think yeah, they'll, they'll, take, I think they'll I, take him. Yeah. Move Fields then. Yeah, they'll still take him. Well, yeah, I'll just have to sit home and try to think of my greatest uh, greatest interviews with uh, Adrian Heath here. I think I was. Uh, he, <laughs> I, I went to a couple, three of his post game things a couple of years ago. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. It was just, uh, you know, just this whole thing about, you know, we didn't do this and we didn't do that. And uh, that's, and it, it, it's, it's gibberish. Soccer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was the problem. Maybe the players are like, I don't know what he's saying. I have no idea. We, by the way, he's a friend of the show. A friend of the show. We and like, he would we rip like his him. players, which I absolutely love. Like, that's yeah. the thing is I love it when, a, when, when the coach rips his players. Yeah, and they uh, they decided yeah, to lay down on him and get him fired. So uh, yeah. yeah, but it's uh, it, it it's a different language, and uh, and uh, you know, I mean, man, he was he was uh, who, who do they bring in? He he basically was making most of the personnel decisions too, right? I mean, he was telling yes. them who to get and everything. Yeah, so tough, uh, tough one. I, I, who makes that decision? Must go to, must go all the way to Bill McGuire, huh? Yeah, and it's and, and to do it with two games left in the season in which you can still make the playoffs is very, very eyebrow yeah. raising. Very interesting. Yes, desperate, uh, desperate to win. What do they want? Home one or away one? Is that it? Or, yeah. Uh, yes, I believe that's the case. Yeah. Well, yeah. What? I uh, Judd and I were talking last week. I was telling him, was anybody mad about this team playing like they are? I guess the management was. Yeah, <laughs> they were. I guess yeah. The owner was. You know what this is, Pat? This is a very Louie move where where the playoffs were around the corner and and he tried to spark the club by firing. He fired Henning with like three games left in the season. He made himself the coach, yes. Yeah. Firing yourself in a soccer season with two games to go isn't quite as crazy as firing yourself in the hockey season. I mean, firing a guy in the hockey season. I think it was two. 
I think it was only two games left. Maybe it was Might three. Be. But he was trying to. He was trying to. Uh, Phil. He was trying to squeeze in the sixteen teams out of twenty-one playoff scenario. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you can just get in, hockey's random. Yeah, so yeah, that's, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sixteen out of twenty-one. We were putting in the playoffs back then. Amazing. Pat, we got we got to get going to our uh, Purple Daily live stream here. Right. But enjoy it's your Minnesota week. sports weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. One of the great, uh, one of the great weekends ever, right here in uh, Minnesota yep. sports. Yep. 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 All right, there it is, Roycey Unchained here on uh, Score North, the Score North YouTube channel. See you guys.